there and welcome to the Life Saving Gratitude Podcast. I'm Bunny Terry and I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Johanna Medina. Um, our podcast today is, its I, I think it's a really special one and I'm surprised that we haven't had Joel Pitney on before. Um, Joel is really the reason that the podcast is here and he is... Um, part of the team that helped me get my book published. And we thought it would be fun and helpful and inspiring for you to hear from uh, Joel about how he helps others do what we're doing now. I mean, if you've had a dream of writing a book or starting a podcast, maybe you've got a manuscript sitting in a drawer somewhere, you're not quite sure what to do with it, or, or, um, if, if you just have an idea and you're looking for a ghostwriter, this is the team, the Launch My Book team, is the team that can make it happen. Um, it was really fun to talk to him again, wasn't it, Johanna? Yeah, it was. I was saying, uh, I mean, I agree because I was telling Joel when we were setting this up, like, man, I was used to talking to you once or twice a week for so long, and, and you were used to that even longer. I kind of jumped in late in the game, but... Um, Joel and the launch my book team were such a big part of our lives for a while. And they really like literally launched, (laughs) launched you off, launched the book, launched the podcast. Um, but they're so good to, uh, you know, like really just teaching us kind of that, like teach a man to fish kind of thing. And then like, there you go, go off and do it. And, um, so that's where we're at now. We're out doing it on our own, but it was nice to check back in with Joel and uh and see what he's doing because even since we've talked to him last he's added some more services and the um the team has added more services to their um like what they offer uh and he's just like a really nice fun person i i hope someday we get to actually meet him in person (laughs) not just virtually uh i think it's funny too because as i have been you know producing and uploading these podcasts for such a long time we had like so many women. It was like the women of life-saving gratitude. And now like the last four or five episodes, maybe six, has been all men. So I was like, oh, that's cool. We kind of have the diversity and we have now a bunch of men. I don't, I just thought that was cool to have like the different guests, but uh, gosh. Oh, I was going to say too, I, 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 I like this episode because I think it's also like you put a lot of work into your book and it was just I think some people sometimes look at what you did, you know, they don't see what was going on in the background. They might think, oh, like it just magically happened, you know, like funny, just, you know, she's (laughs) always writing. She does her blog. She does. So so, so this was easy for her, you know, and then poof, there's her book. But no, it took years and years, like practically your whole life. Honestly, this book has been (laughs) in the works your whole life. So then the eight years since you were diagnosed, with cancer and then writing your book and rewriting it and all the workshops you went to and, and the, the different people who read it along the way, along the years, and then finally getting to this point where you say, no, you know what, this is the year 2020, this is the year I'm going to publish it no matter what. And you made that happen, but I don't think you really could have gotten it out there without the launch my book team and Joel's help. So it's all, um, you know, it's a big part of it. So I think it's really cool for people. It will be cool for people to see kind of the behind the scenes and um, sort of step-by-step of how you got your book published and how Joel 
and his team can help other people do the same thing. Well, and he says something really important. I think, you know, we talk about overnight success and how uh, there's no such thing as an overnight yeah. success, yeah. but there, there is a moment when you have to ask for help and you have mm. to say, here's, you know, I was, I was looking at all these different trainings for self-publishing um, authors and all, I was trying to figure it out on my own. And there just comes a moment that when you have to ask for help mm-hmm. from somebody who's an expert in ways that you're not. And, and Joel and his team were my experts. They were our experts when we wanted to do the podcast. And I, I think that's the cool thing. I hear a lot of people who say, wow, how'd you do the podcast? It looks so easy. And I'm like, well, you, you have to ask somebody who knows what they're doing because I, a team I, we had no yeah. idea. It does. It does. It really, it takes a team. So, um, and this is our look at, yeah. um, you know, what, how you hire a team to fulfill your dreams. It takes a lot of people to get your dreams to fruition. And and now I'm writing another book in an hour or so. I go and meet with my coach for the second book. So Yay. that's exciting as well. So exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think all of that is so true. And just the hard work, asking for help, the kind of team behind it, but also just the point when you say, all right, I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the leap. You know, um, because it takes a lot of courage too to just say, you know, you could have held on to this book for another eight years and <laughs> kept working on it, and kept working on it. I and, know. you know, who knows what would have happened. But at some point you have to say, nope, you know what? I'm ready to put my myself really out there into the world and, and trust that it's going to work or not work. And honestly, just the fact that we have listeners to this podcast and you have readers, I think is a testament to um, you know, how important that bravery was and that it is making a difference. So I'm so glad that you found Joel and, you know, that you, you trusted them with putting your book out. Well, and what I would say to, to people is um, if you're feeling self-doubt, if you're feeling a little fear, um, I, I know from experience that that means you're doing the right thing. You know, if you're, if you are, if you don't feel any sort of hesitation, then it may be that what you're doing, um, I don't know. I, I believe in confidence, but I also believe that self-doubt and fear are natural occurrences when you're doing something that's really hard and worthwhile. So, so stick with it. And if you want your book um, published or if you need a ghostwriter or you want to launch a podcast, if you just want to consult, call these guys. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's also oh sorry to that's okay. Do that. no. Well, uh, Joel doesn't mention it on the episode, but they're also going to donate um, a kind of a gift card to their services to the sweetheart auction too. So another that's right. Um, part in this. So if you're going to sweetheart auction or you want to be a part of Cancer Foundation for New Mexico, that might be a good way to get into their services. Right. Right. So thanks, Joel. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks for every time you listen and review and download. And here we go. Hi there, and welcome to the Life Saving Gratitude Podcast. I'm here with um, 
I'm going to tell you somebody who changed my life. And we met accidentally, except I'm sure he wouldn't say it's accidental since he marketed his business. He and his wife marketed their business very well. Um, his name is Joel Pitney, and he is part of the group that runs Launch My Book that I found through, I think, divine intervention or kismet or something um, when I was trying to decide whether I was ready to publish my book. And I thought it would be fun, Joel, just to talk about the process that I went through getting there and then the ways, you know, you tell us a little bit of your story, but then the ways that you help people find their creative place and then get published and promoted because I'm, I'm asked this question a lot and I, and I thought this is the, the podcast is the perfect place to talk about that process. It's everybody says, how'd you get your book published? How'd where'd you, how'd you get there? And I thought, I'm, we're going to go right to the top. We're going to talk to the expert. So that sounds wonderful, bunny. And, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a guest on your show. Um, it's great to be here. You, uh, working on your book was one of the was one of the highlights of last year for us. So um, it's it's great to be able to engage with you in this way. Well, and I think I should let folks know that the reason I have this podcast is because you suggested it as part of the promotional piece of the book, and and um, we're rocking. I mean, I think we're at episode twenty four or twenty five. So I'm we're so impressed. Some fun. I'm so impressed. You know, there's, there's in, in the world of, of creativity, there's a lot of people who have great ideas and start off with a, with a flash and then they kind of whimper. And, you know, with this podcast, you've just been hitting it week after week after week. And, and it's, it's very impressive. Well, I have Johanna who is um, not only my very able assistant and my daughter, but she's producing this and I'm, she's just scheduling people. It's happening all the time. So That's we're having awesome. fun and I, I hope that we're providing some inspiration. Um, but I wanted to tell people quickly what happened. Part of my process was, mm -hmm. you know, we, I was in the middle of doing a digital training, uh, a marketing training for realtors with a partner. And we were at about, um, module 10, I believe, and COVID happened. And mm. we basically shut down. We had been filming in the house together. And all the time that I was doing it, I was like, you know, I can do this. I can market in my sleep. It's, But there is still this thing at the top of my to-do list and at the top of all the goals. Every year I went to a goal training workshop. The The one thing that I would always put at the top of my list was publish the book, publish the book, mm. publish the book, which was the book mm. that I, I wrote while I was sick with stage four cancer and then didn't publish. And as you know, because I told you this in the beginning, I um, maybe I, I don't, I don't know how successful I would have been in traditional, um, publishing, um, it, it, on that platform, but I knew that I wanted my parents who are now 87 and 89 to hold a copy of my book in their hand hmm. while they were still alive. Hmm. And I started, I just decided the day that we shut down, I thought, wait a second, I don't know how long this is going to take. I don't know how long we're going to be sort of held hostage by this virus. But mm -hmm. I've got this thing at the top of my list, and I seem to have a lot of time. 
So I started studying um, self-publishing and I signed up for some digital courses <laughs> to do that. And I, it was really daunting. And I also was doing a study of an, some, a lot of online research about building a website as an author and as a self-published author. And I typed in the words best author websites and this really pretty website came up and I, I looked to see who created it and it was you, it was launch my book. Hmm. So then I went to your website and then I looked at it for about three days and I thought I I just asked some questions and that's when I reached out to you. So here we are. Um, here we are. A year and a half later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, remember so that first conversation. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I want you to tell our listeners who you are mm -hmm. and what you do and, and, and the magic that you make happen. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. So um, thank you for that. And uh, I basically, my, you know, I started a company called launch my book um, back in 2013. Um, at the time I was a, I, I was a writer. I still am a writer. Writing is kind of my number one, is my number one skill. And that translates into all the work we do with authors. Um, and I have book projects of my own and I help people write books, et cetera. Um, but at the time I was writing for a magazine and we, the, the editor in chief of the magazine wanted to publish a book. And we were kind of a small, all hands on deck, everybody does everything magazine. And I got tapped to figure out how to promote it. And I knew nothing about it. I mean, I had, I had started, a, I had done, some digital marketing and some social media, you know, before. So I had a pretty good grasp on some of those things. And, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And we had a publisher for that book, a traditional publisher. And then we had hired a publicist and we had hired a marketing company. So I had all these professionals and experts around. And so I kind of just took it on fully and I learned how to launch a book sort of by doing with all these, with all this support. And um, that book was a success. You know, we did really well. Um, we wanted to be a New York Times bestseller, which we we didn't hit that goal, but we we did make. You know, we were an Amazon bestseller. We sold, I think, we probably sold fifteen thousand copies of the book or something. And um, uh, I moved on from that position. And when the publisher of that book found out that I was free, they hired me to start helping represent some of their authors. Um, and so they brought me on board for a, a book uh, by a by an author named Alan Fox. Um, he he's published a series of books called People Tools. He had multiple versions of it, and he brought me on board to consult on that campaign. And we we made the New York Times bestseller list. And my job on that campaign was yeah, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty uh, lucky first <laughs> first consulting gig and. At that point, that started to lead to other opportunities. And in the beginning, I didn't even really know what I was. I, you know, I wasn't a publicist. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't necessarily a marketer. I kind of just did a little bit of everything for people. And I called myself a book launch specialist. And so I started getting these little consulting gigs and um, trying to help people get their book out there. And slowly over time, I learned all the different things that you need to do. Right? It isn't. Uh, people need, authors need a little, they need help in everything, especially someone who's a first-time author, whether they're self-published or working with the traditional publisher. Uh, they need guidance in all aspects. They need someone to kind of be the 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 um, skeleton of the whole campaign, stitch everything together. And so 
I learned how to build author websites. I learned how to run social media campaigns for authors. Um, I eventually learned how to self-publish a book and all the you know cover design and all the different things you need to do. Um, I'd had a lot of experience developing content, so I, I would help people strategize content campaigns. Um, I learned how to do PR outreach from a lot of the people I had worked with. Um, and so eventually that became sort of an all services book launching company called Launch My Book. Um, and uh, in 2016, my wife and I decided to move away from New York City, which we were at the time. Um, and she decided to quit her job in fundraising and, and help me run the company. Um, and so she got on board and she kind of took everything to the next level because she started to help me think about everything in terms of services. I used to, people would just call me up and say, I need help. And I'd say, okay, cool. Why don't I just do a bunch of stuff for you and you can pay me some money. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, anybody knows it's not a very good way to run a business. <laughs> um, and so she helped me to develop these very distinct product lines and services. And so we developed author website service and which is how you found us. And that because you Googled author website and we have ads that show up when people do that. Um, and we developed self-publishing and we developed social media and we developed different forms of marketing campaigns. Um, and now we've expanded to offer copy editing because my, my wife actually is a fabulous copy editor. So she does copy editing. And, and I've even started to do ghostwriting where I will write books for other people. Um, so we've grown since then quite a bit. And we, we now have uh, five people on the, on the team. We're all based here in Bend, Oregon, and we, everybody lives in Bend, but we all work from our homes because of COVID. Um, and we have a couple subcontractors who help us with different elements of what we do. So, uh, yeah, that's what we do. So, um, for me, I'm, I, our very our very first outing. I'm tr I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying to remember the sequence because it seems mm. it seems to me that I went from. Uh, an idea and a really bad manuscript to, whoa, we're done. And I know, I know that's not how it happened. I mean, it, this was, um, uh, so we published my, my book was published on January. I mean, it was released on January 20th. We started talking. Um, I don't know when, why, I can't recall I think it when was, it was. I think it was either the late summer, it was either August or September probably. I, th I think it was too. I think that I had done all of this research and I had really made a stab at doing a digital course on self-publishing. And then I got to thinking, wait a second, there is this, there are like all these little Amazon pieces and all of these publishing pieces. And there's this design piece. And I was really overwhelmed because like most other people, I was still still trying to sell some real estate, still working very hard with the foundation, with the Cancer Foundation for New Mexico, and and also still trying to write and do marketing and social media. And I know that's how, I mean, most people don't have a book and also unlimited time. And some people don't even have a book. Some people just have an idea in their head. And um, I mean, what you did for me is that you first... Um, you know, the first piece of the process was that you did do the copy editing, right? I mean, you took the book and, and copy edited it while we worked on the cover design, the concept, but you also did, I mean, I told people th these, I mean, Joel is like my writing coach, you know, it's, it's not only here's, here's how you do the mechanical pieces. It's also what's the most important, you know, who's your audience? 
what's the most important thing you want to accomplish with this book? Um, I just noticed on your website, you have a couple of great recent blog posts about, you know, why are you writing the book? Who's it for? Um, those are, those are really important. I mean, we know those questions because we're marketers and yet, um, I mean, if, if you, if somebody was sitting out there, well, well, in fact, I was, somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn the other day and said, you know, I, I have this book idea. I have a lot of random writing. I mean, what, what's your best advice for somebody who's got this idea circling, but no way to put it into any recognizable form? Where do you, I mean, don't you start with those people? I mean, don't you have a lot of people who come to you that are just, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's not concrete yet what they want to do with the book. Does that happen? Well, un unfortunately, no. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, there are, I do work with people to actually, I do work with people at that level um, where uh -huh. we, where we actually write a book from scratch. I'm actually working on two books right now where, um, we, they have an idea or a general framework and then we develop the book out of that. And we, we ask all the right questions. You know, who is this for? What do we want to say? What is it? What's unique and what's unique about this angle that, that we're going to be presenting in this book that no one else can see. Right. They say you have to sell a book like set, like six times, right? You have to sell it to, you have to, you have to sell it to the agents. You have to write it. You have to sell it to the publisher. Then you have to sell it to the the retailers then you have to sell it to the public right I, that was i don't think that was six but so it's good when you even when you're writing the book it's good to answer that question right up front and so when i'm working with someone in that at that level when i'm writing the book for and with them we definitely start there now for me those are those are rare projects i don't have a lot of people coming to me for that those are usually referrals and they're kind of high ticket items the majority of the people i talk to on a daily basis have already are have already written their manuscript or they might be almost done, right? And so I often don't have a chance to get in there and ask some of those questions right away. Now, I would say roughly half of those people probably thought through those things really well, either themselves or with whatever professional they were working with to kind of develop it. Um, but half probably didn't. They were just like, you know what? I need to get this book out. I'm just gonna write it. And you know, you were someone where that was much clearer. <laughs> and and so it's it's a lot easier to work you know, for us to kind of come in at that level and work with someone who has a very compelling topic with a clear sense of what the audience is, um, with clear and compelling messaging, a unique viewpoint, uh, everything else then becomes easy, right? Or a lot easier. Nothing's easy, but a lot easier. Um, so I don't, that doesn't answer the question about what advice I would have, <laughs> but I think it well, gives a little background. Well, well except, well, um, I, I guess what I'm, I tend to, I'm contacted a lot by people who say, um, I feel like I have a really important story to tell. Um, but what, you know, some of it is just, um, really vague ideas of what they think their story should be and how they think it will help the general public. You know, I just, I, I mean, what I'm learning more and more is that, I, I almost think you have to write when, when you're writing a book and that's, you know, I want to, I want to get away from talking about the concept of writing in a minute, but I do think it's important to say there are a lot of people who think about writing a book, but I think you got to figure out early on who exactly is going to be reading it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, 
I, the first thing I would say is just, is do it, figure out a way to do it. You know, I, I think, right. I think, you know, but, but also it might not be a book either. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think there's some people yeah. you have to kind of assess, is that your talent? Right. Do, you know, and even if you're not an amazing writer, do you think you could do a decent job writing a book? Right. Or do you want to hire someone? Do you want to hire someone like me to come in and help you or, you know, kind of take your idea and your story and turn it into a book format that would be really compelling? There would still be someone in your voice. Or maybe maybe there's another another medium for you to share your your concept with the world. Right. I mean, a lot of people are turning to podcasts these days. People will even skip over writing a book and they'll just do a podcast instead of a book. Right. Right. Um, right. So you kind of got to think about. Uh, you need to you need to think about what's going to be what's going to work for you personally, very personally, because writing a book, as you, I think, probably knew from the beginning, but are definitely discovering it's a marathon. Right. Holy no, mackerel. It takes <laughs> it takes years to write the book. You know, right. and it depends on what route you want to take. If you're going to try and get a traditional publishing deal, it'll probably take you another year or two to sell that. Right. And then you've got to build your platform and then you don't just launch it and it's an overnight success. You have to keep schlepping. You have to keep reaching out for people. You have to keep pounding the pavement. You got to keep publishing podcast episodes and inviting guests and spreading the word and building this platform. So if this thing that you have dying to get out inside of you is something that you really want to bring, it has to be something that's going to be able to sustain you for a long period of time. It's got to be something that you're going to be willing to give 10 years of your life to. And I know that I have to daunting, tell you but... now that I'm done through this process. Well, it's just true. It's mm. and in fact, do you see those? I see those guys. I get ads for people on Facebook who say you can write a book in a weekend. I'm like, what? They're lying. What? It's I, lies. Have you seen that? There's so much lying in this. They're industry. lying. It drives me crazy. And it's it's. I was just I just got off a call with my team and we were discussing we were discussing. Um, you know, we were discussing some article that someone had read, you know, and there's this there's this weird misconception that people have in the book with books. But I think probably in a lot of things in life that things are just going to come easy to you. All you need to do is find the right angles. It'll go viral, come up with some something clever and everybody will want to buy it. Right. But the thing is, does anything in life actually work that way? Well, it's the whole. Right. I mean, anything, anything. Anything successful. I mean, there's always going to be a handful of examples of people get lucky, but anybody who's achieved success in any in any endeavor in any realm of life, real success, puts in a tremendous amount of work to get there. Um, and I, I don't say this to discourage people, but if you want to write a book, you've got to be you've got to be willing to you know do your ten thousand hours, right? Right. Um, you've got to be willing to to. It can't just even if you, it, it doesn't have to be your full-time job, but it also can't just be a hobby. It's going to have to be like a second job for you. <laughs> Unless you just want to have it published and have your friends read it. Yeah, that, there's that. But I do, I love, you know, I've read the practice by Seth Godin about four times now. And he says, where's your hour? Mm -hmm. I mean, there has to be an hour at least every single day that you devote to whatever your practice is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the time mm -hmm. that my kids were little and I was working as a paralegal and, you know, working 50 hours a week, I still had an hour a day where I just wrote mm -hmm. and I created that practice. It's, it's also the whole idea of overnight success. I mean, nobody, I'm, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. nobody's an overnight success. There's a lot of 
a lot of days and years that come up to that overnight success. But um, mm -hmm. so, so writing a book is somewhat daunting, but if somebody has a book that they're ready to publish, they need to come and find you, right? Yeah. Or someone like me. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, you're my always, favorite. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice of you. I mean, look, I think you know this about me. I'm what I'm, and I sometimes wonder if this is probably a not good for business, but I, I tend to be very honest, you know? And so I, I only like to work with people that are going to be a good fit, you know, and, and people who have the right expectations, right? Um, if people are expecting some kind of an overnight success, it doesn't really work because my approach is very, my approach is very, is very long-term. It's very author dependent. Um, even though I, as you, as I think you probably know, we, we provide all kinds of services. You know, we do, we did all kinds of stuff for you. Right. But there was also a tremendous amount that we needed you to do. And I, I think of you as a model example of someone who's, uh, gonna self-publish a book because you have been and so invested in in the success of your own book even though and and then if you're that invested like you have been then services from someone like me can be really leveraged because we can we can put together the right packages we can help you with the strategy we can we can help you find the right contacts to get pr and media we can we can create a professional looking cover so that your book stands out we can do all those things but it, at the core of any author's journey has to be this, this, this commitment. And so when I'm, when people are coming to me, I, I'm very careful to figure out, okay, is this, is this person, do they have the potential to, to do that? Do they, are they, do they have that mentality? Cause I don't like to work on campaigns where people are kind of half in it. Um, Cause they don't succeed. And then people, they waste money and everybody gets frustrated. Right. You know, and right. I learned and, that the hard way. That's true. That's true of, you know, when I have coaching clients, I'm, you know, there is this 80, 20 rule that 20% of the people that, sh that you coach will actually implement, um, what mm. you lead them to, which is really hard because I will, mm. I want everybody in the world to be mm -hmm. successful. And, and that's a hard mm -hmm. piece. Um, I know that you have some courses now mm. because, because obviously your services aren't free. And for somebody who's just mm -hmm. exploring, talk about the courses that you put together because I've noticed them on your website, and I want to I want to know more oh, yeah. about that. Well, so it's this is a new experiment. We're always experimenting. I'm always trying to find the best ways to empower the most people, and so you know we design services at multiple levels of budget. You know, sometimes we're just helping someone, you know, and kind of teaching them what to do, and they don't pay don't have to pay us as much money. Whereas in some places we're doing everything for them, right? And so the latest innovation in that regard has been our courses. And we're, we're just, honestly, we're just experimenting with them. Our first course that we created was a course about how to self-publish a book. And we basically teach people literally everything that we do. So the whole process that you went through with us, Bunny, you know, uh, from, from manuscript to having that book up on Amazon, right? we guide everyone through every single step that you need to take. And we have all kinds of, you know, there's videos where I tell people what to do. And then we have all kinds of uh, examples and, and checklists and how-to guides and timelines and all the kind of things you need um, to, to succeed. Um, that's kind of the philosophy of our courses is like, all right, let's just take what we do on a daily basis for clients and then create courses out of it. So for people who are really self-motivated, they can take what we're doing and run with it. Um, 
Yeah, so the first one is the self-publishing course, and then we're currently developing a market. The, uh, I mean, it sounds like those. It sounds like what you've done is you've created something that is cost-effective in terms of do-it-yourself. But there, there, right. there is a ton of effort between manuscript and push the button and order it on Amazon, isn't there? Yes, there's a ton <laughs> of effort. There's a, there's a ton of stuff, and people just don't know. And there's also a lot of misinformation out there. You know, when someone's, you know, you were talking about like looking at different courses and you were probably were Googling all kinds of articles and, and you'll, you'll find five different perspectives on, on what platform you should even publish right. a book on. Right. Right. And it's very confusing. And also the sequencing is often not clear. So you might be able to find a bunch of different information about what you should do, but you don't know how to kind of put it all together. And so that's a lot what we're, we're focusing on is sort of sifting through all the different perspectives out there because we've done that ourselves. We've had to learn, okay, what's optimum? You know, um, what's the optimum publishing strategy? What's the optimum way to do this and that? So we kind of sift through all that and then we've put it together into a whole strategy that we use for our company and then we kind of lay it out. Like I didn't know. I, I mean, it's amazing what you don't know. I mean, I think I'm a writer and I'm a little bit of a marketer. Yeah. Um, but but just like I didn't know how important the formatting piece was. I mean, we looked right. at that. I I don't I can't remember. I I think it was eight or ten times we went back and forth on the formatting piece. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to give somebody a tip right now. <laughs> I also did mm-hmm. an audio book because Joel suggested it, and I had the book done. And then I started reading it. And this seems elementary. It seems really elementary. When I started reading it, I was like, that's totally, that's, that's, that's completely wrong. I'm going to have, so we would have to go back and edit the, the written, the hard copy, the formatted copy, because I would read a piece of dialogue that I thought I had read before. I mean, I've been working on this for eight years. I would read it aloud for the audio book and I would go, what the world did I, what did that mean? Yeah. I, and that's a big tip I would give somebody is if you're writing a book, walk around and read it aloud to yourself and record yourself. Don't you think that's good advice? I think it's fabulous advice. And that's what I do all my own writing. I always, I always do a, a, an out loud reading every time and I'll do it whether it's to myself or I'll read it to some, like a friend or family member. Um, and it's I. It's not even to get feedback. It's just to hear the words, because I think I think I know people read words, but you also hear them. And so you're going to hear things that you would never be able to pick up without if you were just reading well. And them. something else I found was that I had looked at these words for so long that I had mm-hmm. I understood, mm-hmm. and I and I feel like. I also feel, I feel like I'm giving elementary tips, but some of my listeners are just in the same place I was at the time. But I would, mm. I had, I knew the story so well in my head that it wasn't until I started reading it aloud that I realized I'm not explaining that in any way that's going to make sense to somebody who doesn't, who's not living in my brain. And so that was part of the magic of doing the audiobook. I would tell anybody who wants to self-publish or or publish in any manner to definitely do an audiobook. Don't you think that's a great marketing tool? I agree a hundred percent. And this is a I don't understand why more people don't. I mean, I understand what people get in a rush. They don't want to wait. And but not, the thing is, 
more and more and more and more people are doing are listening to audiobooks these days. There's a lot of people who just won't even read anymore. I'm one of them. I don't. I barely read. I, I listen to almost everything because you can listen on your way to to work. You can listen while you're doing chores. You know, if I take my son to the playground, you know, and he's off playing in the swings, I can listen, right? So, um, why wouldn't you want your book to be available in every single format possible, right? I mean. People are going to show up on your Amazon page, which, as you know, takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Lot of work. It, it's a lot of work to get someone to hear about you and then make the effort to go to your page and consider buying. And if they get to your page and they don't see the format of your book that they prefer, they're going to leave. And so you've lost, you've spent, I mean, customer acquisition costs are very high, right? You spent 15, 20 bucks maybe trying to get them to that page to think about a purchase. You don't want them to leave because you don't have the right format. And um, as I think you probably discovered, recording your own audiobook is even easier than ever. Well, well, it right? is if you have Joel telling you what to buy, and and you have Toby. <laughs> my husband created this uh, this hilarious little sound sound stage for me. But yeah, it really. And you know, I paced myself. I had a you know, I put all my um, I put all my chapter numbers and chapter names on a sheet of paper. And mm. I, you know, my goal, was, I think I have 54 chapters or 56. And my goal was to get through a minimum of two a day, but the goal was four a day. And that is a lot of reading. That is a lot of, you know, I mean, you can already tell we did a, we did another podcast episode this morning. We recorded one and, and I started to get hoarse at times. However, I have gotten such great feedback my audiobook. I mean, people have really, it, it's gotten a really warm reception. So, so that was a piece, you know, reading my work aloud that I wouldn't have known if you hadn't told me to do an audiobook. And, and I got to tell you guys, when Joel told me to do something, I just did it. But um, um, <laughs> the other thing that I think people want to think about is, um, you know, we had a lot of fun doing cover design. You guys were wizards at that. That was, um, I, I, that, I, I think that's a, that's a huge piece of a book success, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, and this is something again, you know, just to take one step back, my philosophy of doing self-publishing is that if you've chosen to take the self-publishing route, you want to do everything you can to make sure your book looks traditionally published. You do not want to have a, the self-published stigma attached to your book because you're you're competing against a lot of other books. You, when someone looks at your book, you know whether that be the interior format, or the cover, right, or the website that it's on. You want to make sure that it's that the potential reader's mind there's no triggers that thinks, oh, this seems self-published. Yeah. You want you don't even want people to that you don't even be a thought. And the cover is probably the most important thing, you know. And there's that old adage. People don't, you know, don't judge a book book by its cover. And that might be good when you're, you know, a good rule of life when you're dealing with people, right? But with books, everyone judges a book by its cover. Oh, right? I... You're going to look at it. That's the first yeah, thing you're going to see. I picked up a, a thousand books in the and, library because I like the cover design. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, again, there's a lot of information out there. It's, there's these, like, design your own cover tools you can get online. Or you can hire someone for, like, $50 to do your cover. And it's like... You need that should be one of the biggest investments you make besides the development of your manuscript is a good cover. It's got to look good. It's going to it's going to establish your branding. Um, it's going to be the, the first impression that most people will have of your book, maybe not of you, but of your book. You know, so, yeah, so we, we invest a lot in that. We you know, that's that's a that's really important. We have a very talented cover designer 
Um, and we, we, do, we don't cut any corners on that. I don't think anybody should. Well, and I, so, so you, we talked about not judging a book by its cover, and, and of course you do, but the other thing that people don't seem to take a lot of time with is the branding piece, which you, we took a lot of time and did that together, and the website piece, because it all works together. It's like your, your branding, your website, your cover, they're all a piece of the same package. And, um, and I knew that website piece from my marketing background, but I even, I have that argument all the time with the realtors that I coach as, um, in, in the marketing arena is why do people not get how important your website is? I'm still bewildered by that. Yeah, no, I was I I remember one of the first podcasts you did. You interviewed the a fellow realtor who used to be marketing in in the hospitality industry, and he has a blog about yeah the food or the like the chocolate trail in Santa Fe. Uh -huh. and, and I and I know that not all realtors have their own right. website. And I remember looking at that website um, after listening to the episode, and I was like, if I were going to Santa Fe, and Bunny couldn't help me, I would definitely choose this guy because. He, he was able to establish something so much way beyond, you know, a Zillow profile or what or LinkedIn. He was able to create this feeling and he was able to distinguish himself from all of his competition, which there are a lot of in real estate. Right. Um, because he, he could create this beautiful right. visual brand. And I was like, sign me up. Right. Um, and it's a sim it's similar with an author. Right. You know, people think, oh. Books on Amazon, that's good enough. You know, I'll, I'll create a Goodreads account. If, if it's traditionally published, you know, they've got a page on, you know, you know uh, the, the publisher website. But it's, it's not enough. You can't create a feeling there. You can't create a brand. You can't. And, and it also is the place that stitches everything together, right? It's the place where your podcast gets posted if you have a podcast or if you want to write a blog or if you want to link to it on social media. It's this place that you control and you can build and you can create this this whole aesthetic and this whole uh, mindset. Well, and I think that there's this idea that people now, um, oh, you know, people check out your Instagram account or, you know, that that people don't spend a lot of time looking at websites. It's, I, I think it's that's completely incorrect. I think that all of that is tied together. Every piece of social, your social media, your Amazon profile, all of, and, and, in particular, your website are all a, a part of a piece that establish you as the authority. I mean, I, I'm I am the authority on writing a book about life saving gratitude, but I have I've established that by being visually that person, not just by saying it, not by standing up and saying it, but 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 that's but your platform includes every bit of that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and social media, I, you know that social media is is a great teaser. It's a way, it's a great way to reach people and pique their interest. But I think when people are are want to make a decision about, you know, invest some money or invest some time, you know, am I going to buy this or am I going to spend a bunch of time reading this book? That's when people want to know more, right? And you can present that on a website in a way you just can't on social media. You know, social media will just be a little bunch of little clips. Uh, that was what you just said really struck me as you people, I mean, everybody is going to invest some money at some point, but the more important thing is getting people to invest time mm -hmm. in getting, 
in, in figuring, I mean, that's how you have an impact on people is getting mm -hmm. them to invest some time with you. I think. Yeah. And that's interesting. I never I, really thought of it that way. That's what, when people buy books, they don't care about the money because a book is cheap, right? Yeah. For right. most people, what is it? You know, it's going to be 10 to $20. It's like nothing. It's like a, right. it's like an expensive cup of coffee, right? <laughs> or right. maybe two. Right. Right. Um, but what I think that when people are thinking about whether they're going to buy a book is they have limited time. People like to read. They're like, do, is this the thing I'm going to be reading for the next few weeks? Do I want to invest time in this? Right. I think that's a really interesting insight. It is. And you actually brought it to us. So without, well, sorry, <laughs> without no, I, sorry. That sounded like, sound like self. <laughs> I, I think you, I, I think I randomly said that, but I feel like you contextualize it in a way that I didn't really understand. Well, I, I think that's that really important. I, now, so let's talk. I just saw this, and I'm going to have to go back and read it. I saw this great blog on your website said about like seven mistakes that authors make marketing themselves or on social media. I mean, let's, let's just give some quick tips to people. If you're going to start building yeah. a platform, um, what are some really actionable, um, you know, other than sitting down in the chair, like Stephen Pressfield says, the, the most difficult thing about writing is not the writing, it's sitting in the chair and doing it. But what are the other, I mean, just sit, sit in the chair, give, give it an hour every day, be consistent. But what are, what are some other actionable tips that you can give folks, whether, whether they're just starting, well, the just starting is you got to sit in the chair, but, but if you're a writer and you're trying to figure out how, maybe you've got a book that isn't going anywhere or you haven't quite published it yet. What just throw out a few tips for folks. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're, if we're talking about, tomorrow. if we're talking about tips for building an author platform, right. And this is, this could be prior to publishing your book. It could be trying to get a book deal, you know, so you need to build a following. It could be after you've already published a book and you want to reach more people. Um, we've already talked about a few of them, but I think, I think one of the main things people get, people often they're like, they'll hear, Oh, I, I need to get out there and do more social media. Right. Um, it's very important that you find something that's going to really work for you. And I think people skip over this because they think, oh, I should be tweeting or I should be on TikTok, right? Or I need to be doing those little Instagram stories that are only 20 seconds long and doing a funny dance, right? And so they start to get driven by the medium as opposed to finding the medium that's the best expression of them. And that might take some experimentation, but it's very important that you find something that's going to be comfortable. So if you like to write, right? If that, if that is really what you like to do, then you should be writing articles. You should be writing blog posts. You should try to get your articles posted on third-party sites, you know, that are, that are dedicated to the themes that you write on, right? That should be the way you work with the world. If, if writing is more of a thing you did for the book, but you don't like to do it on an ongoing basis and you like video, if you're great on video, figure out the video medium, right? Maybe that's something you should be doing. You can post video on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, right? Um, and maybe, you know, a lot of people, you know, like you, you're a fabulous interviewer. You love to talk to people. You love to bring out the best in people. You love to have these <laughs> conversations, right? So the podcast was a natural medium for you. It's something that you, I know you have a lot of help from Johanna. You couldn't do it without her, but it's something you have so much passion for and you're so good at that you've been able to sustain it. And if it felt like more of a chore or something you thought you were supposed to do in order to market your book, then you never would be able to keep going. It's got to be something you have a natural love for. And so I always feel like if you're going to, if you're going to organically build a real following for your work and your ideas 
and eventually your book, uh, you need to love the process of, you need to find a way of reaching people that you actually genuinely enjoy. So I don't, I don't know if that, if that fits into the quick tip category, but I always feel like that's no, before that's, anything no, else. That's, no, that's perfect. And um, because I tell people that I, people, real, you know, I do this, I do this marketing thing with realtors and I'll always say, well, am I supposed to be on Instagram or Facebook? I said, you're supposed to, first of all, be where your audience, be where your potential clients are going to be, but mm -hmm. be where you'll actually show up. It's like that question. The other question is, well, what kind of, what, what's the best um, database? And I say, it's the one you'll use. Exactly. It's not like there's not a, there's not a specific, you know, I can't tell you which email platform you should use. I can't tell you which, um, you know, online data CRM, you know, customer relations management mm -hmm. tools you should use. It's got to be the one you'll use. Mm -hmm. That might this be a Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might be. That's what Toby yeah. Anderson uses. It's a Rolodex, yeah. but um, you, you have to figure out, what you'll use because what I think people don't get is that the writing to me, the writing is magical. I mean, I can sit that I wake up every morning with words in my head. That's that the, that's the easy part. The, the hard part is the marketing piece, knowing where to put your energy so that you gain people's trust so that they want to invest time with you. And, and you eventually, that's how you grow your following is by, showing people that they can trust you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if you, if you get that, then there's all kinds of little tips and tactics you can use to then channel all that. So let's talk. I also want to talk for a second about this whole idea of podcasting because you were so good um, at helping us get started you know, here's, here's the great platform. Here's, you know, buzz, you taught us about Buzzsprout. Do you do that outside of the book piece for people? I mean, if somebody wants to start yeah. a podcast. Yeah. I mean the first, so, so kind of how I do everything bunny. And you know, I, I'm like, uh, I think I'm like a high qualified hack. So <laughs> I've had to figure out You're very everything qualified. I do. I just, it, it's cause I figured it out. Right. So I had a, I had a really good friend, um, who, uh, he is an author, but he, he's really trying to build a thought leader platform. His name's Carter Phipps. If everyone had, he has a, he has a podcast called thinking ahead. It's fabulous. If you like kind of like big, big mind, big thinking about the future topics, it's, he, he covers everything. Um, and he, he, he was realizing, Hey, you know what? I think podcasts would be a really good medium. Joel, do you think you could help me figure out how to do it? And so I did, I just did a bunch of research and me and, and my team, we just, we went out there, we researched all the podcasting platforms. We tested a bunch of stuff and we figured out the formula that we thought would be best for someone like him, which also happens to be most people that we work with. Um, you know, people with, you know, limited time, great ideas, a little bit of tech savviness, but not too much who need something that they can very easily get off the ground and then be able to consistently produce without a tremendous amount of support. Right. And so we, we just figured it out. And then we, we, we launched his podcast. Um, and then yours was the next podcast we did. And we more or less took what we learned from him and applied it to you. And then we learned some things when we were doing yours as well and applied it to the next one. So um, that's kind of how I, that's how I learn everything. 
But, but so if somebody wants to just do a podcast, can they get in touch with you and you help them with that? Totally. Piece? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No book. I'm sorry. Yes, just a yes, podcast. We do have that. And we are <laughs> going to make a little course about that too. Although there are some really good, honestly, there, if there's, if, if you want help developing it, you can definitely come to us. But um, if you're very self-motivated, I highly recommend Buzzsprout, which is the podcasting platform that uh, Bunny uses for this show. They have so many amazing tutorials on there. You can learn a lot just from that, you know. So, it, but you have to be very motivated. If you need, if you need more help, we can do that. Well, and I think there were so many steps to that because you don't just start a podcast. I mean, you use you integrate it with the platforms that you're going to appear on. You, um, you know, we had to figure out how to do the, you know, even the design, our graphics for our podcast. We. Um, loaded it onto the website, which I think has been really helpful. And it's certainly driven a lot of traffic. I mean, if, if people don't understand um, driving traffic to your website, then um, having your pods, podcast on your website is uber important, yeah. I think. I mean, we're, we get a, a lot more hits than we were ever getting before. And I thought I was a good marketer. So um, this has been a good vehicle for me, but I also feel like we're having an impact. I mean, people stop me on the street and they say, I saw somebody I haven't seen in a year and a half. And I saw her at lunch the other day and she said, Bonnie, I listen to your podcast all the time. I'm like, this is somebody I never would have put into the category of listening to my podcast. But she mentioned a guest that we'd had a couple of weeks ago and um, she said, I've changed what I'm doing because of what that woman said on that podcast. And I thought that's amazing. Isn't that's that cool? Amazing. I love it. Is. That. And, you know, I, I know it's just a little anecdotal story, but I think those things are just, they mean so much. Well, and I think I'm for some reason, um, especially in the in the group that we have on Facebook, the life saving gratitude group on Facebook. Um, for some reason, what keeps coming up suddenly in everything I'm reading and everything I'm seeing is taking small steps um, and tiny steps and, but making changes by just pivoting and taking small steps in a different direction. And so I don't have to reach a hundred thousand people on my podcast this week. I just want to impact one person in a positive way. So, that's and that's beautiful. what you did for me. Well, and, it, and, and, it, you know, yes. And we, had, we, we enjoyed it greatly and still do. Well, well, there, I, I know that there's more and um, I know that we, we probably have other projects under our belt, but I just, I really, I wanted people to hear about the process and I wanted them to hear what you offer, but I also wanted them to be encouraged that um, even though writing a book is hard, even though starting a podcast may be daunting, um, there are there are real resources out there. I mean, you don't have to be a writer and a self publisher and a and a, you don't have to be an expert at every single thing to get your book out there. That's true. That's right. You need to be invested and you need to yes. be committed. But you don't need. That's right. There's there are plenty of resources to support you and plenty of people out there like me. You know. Yes. Um. So absolutely. Well. And so, encouragement is huge. I, I I think I you know I I'm I have my own books I'm writing. I you know I feel like everybody who wants to who wants to do it should do it and don't be afraid and don't be discouraged and you know you're gonna get 
you're going to have a lot of self-doubt along the way, you know. Well, um, but but I would say uh, I also read a, I just read a great post about self-doubt, which is that all great things are accomplished in the midst of self-doubt, like, yep. you know, getting married, running a marathon, publishing a book. That's really mm -hmm. when the biggest stuff happens, because if you felt com comfortable with everything you were doing, you might be doing really mediocre stuff. So it's when you're mm -hmm. doubting yourself that you tend to accomplish the most. But Joel, I'm so grateful that I did that search that day and found you guys because you encouraged me I am too. all the way to now. And, um, and we're going to collaborate on more, but um, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. Yeah. I'm honored to be on the show. Well, <laughs> and you know, you're, as, as I've told you many times, you're a, not only were you, you know, a fabulous client. You're an incredibly inspiring person, and I'm I'm honored to know you. Well, so. we'll do this again because it's so much fun. But thank you for being here. Good. All right. Yeah. Take care. My pleasure. That's all we've got today, friends. I want to thank you for joining the Life Saving Gratitude Podcast with your host, Bunny Terry. That's me, and my producer and assistant, Johanna Medina. We feel like we're in the business of sharing the stories that save us, and we hope you'll share as well by letting your friends and family know about the podcast. Follow and like us wherever you listen, and please take the time to leave a review. Whether it's a stellar comment or a suggestion, we are open to suggestions all the time. Also, follow us on Instagram at LifesavingGratitudePod. You can also follow me personally at Bunny Terry Santa Fe. You can sign up at my website at bunnyterry.com to receive weekly emails about how to become the ultimate gratitude nerd. Thanks so much for checking in. Mm -hmm.